I lost. Dude, I lost my mind when Yunworth came on. <laughs> what a way to start. What Dude, a way to start. I was so mad. I was like, what is this? Ooh, man, him and Fiero at the same time, too. You must have been so happy. Oh! Bay Area, stand up and let's be heard. No more sitting in the shadows. We're known for our winning ways. And not being the best, that just ain't for us. We're loud, we're proud, and we're unapologetic about it. So even when times are looking as dark as the black and blue we wear on our crest, we tell them that Goonies never say die. And when we're done shaking things up on the pitch, there's another shake coming. This is something that's been created by the people for the people. This is everything and anything San Jose Earthquakes related. This is Aftershock. Vamos San Jose. I mean, in all fairness to Youngworth, I mean, he didn't do that bad when he came on, but like... He looked faster now that... I feel like now that he's had like two months off on his Yeah, leg. I still think we could have put somebody else into the midfield than Youngworth. Yeah, I think Haji would have been better. We literally had four center backs on the pitch at once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't believe it. Oh, uh, God, another, another two points dropped. I mean... If you compare the performances last time, like Houston just looked like a much better team. And then this time we, I don't want to say we look like the better team, but it was like 55, 45 or like, I feel yeah, like we were slightly better. I thought we controlled the game better for stretches of it. But at the end of the day, I didn't feel like we were threatening enough at all. Mm -hmm. like, we didn't really test the keeper too much. I don't even know how many shots we had. It was probably only a couple. I think part of that uh, problem was the formation because we would have – like most of the chances I remember is like we'd go down the line and we'd play a negative ball, but the negative ball never really connected to anyone. And when you have like Jutson and Ramady as your two holding mids, they're really playing like defensive-minded, so you're not going to get those late runs. It was yeah. Yeah, Skahan and Remedy. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sorry, 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 yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, and then uh, it, it it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough to deal yeah, with. Yeah, I mean, it just – it feels like a lot of our possession doesn't really have a purpose too much. Like, in the beginning, I thought Salinas had a couple good runs and attacked. I thought he had a great game. Yeah, he played well again. He had a couple good moments down the line. He he had a couple good dribbles on that outside back. He couldn't really stop him. But mm -hmm. other than that, I'm trying to think. Until we brought on Cowell, uh, we didn't really, you know, go out the defense too much. And... Oh, really? I thought Cowell was after like, – I thought the first minute or two, Cal had some moments, and then he pretty much, like, disappeared, and then everyone yeah. would get something from him. Yeah, but at least he wanted to go at the team – defenders and try putting across it just felt like other than those few moments i can't really think of too many chances where we missed yeah. I mean, other than the one from trophies that was yeah, trophies had a couple rios went for goal of the season and <laughs> wasn't that far off to be fair yeah but like throughout most of the game i mean i like towards the end we had a couple chances you're right but in the like 90 percent of the game I don't know. Other than that, Chofi's miss and obviously the own goal, we we managed to score, I guess. But other than that, it just felt like we weren't putting enough pressure on. It felt like it felt like to me that we couldn't really get past 
remedy. I mean, Skahan didn't really look to break the lines too much. I, I keep saying it about him is he looks like a USL Jackson Yule. Like he just, like he was energetic and he was running and it looked like he was trying to do the right thing. It just looked like he was a step behind like everything, like the pace, like the touches, the ideas, everything was just a bit too slow. Like it wasn't at the level. Yeah, it just felt like he wasn't really look. He it didn't really look like he wanted the ball. I don't I don't know how to describe it. It felt like he was so nervous, and when he did get the ball, it was just you know. On TV, it wasn't terrible. It might be another Beeson situation where like maybe he just needs a couple games. Probably. Yeah, especially um, in the midfield, you definitely want to. Yeah, get I mean, yeah, it's rough, especially. I mean, Austin or sorry, uh, Dynamo's press rather quick. Yeah, dude, their uh, striker was solid. He was so good at holding up the ball for his for his team. He was the guy with the man bun. He was good. Yeah, I thought Nathan did a good job of marking him, though. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, uh, overall, they did all right. I mean, Avi Avi Costas was like completely quiet, but to give I I don't know if it's to give him credit. I'd probably have to like really watch the game and analyze it. The uh, uh, I forget his name. The left wing for them, like Poppy or whatever. Like uh, yeah. He is ridiculously fast, and he lit us up last time. But it just yeah, he was fast, time. He was fast as heck. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. And like the announcers kept saying they were missing five players, but all five of their players that were missing were bench players. So it's not like they were at their full depth, and we weren't. Which I, which I think is what makes it hard to be frustrated, but it's still frustrating because like at the beginning of the season, you could look at this game and be like, ah, oh, that could have gone both ways. I'm fine with a draw. And you're going to have games like that through the season. But when you drop points like we have, and you've really just like screwed the pooch multiple times, like anytime it's a 50-50 match, you have to win the match. Like when it's in your grasp. And not that we really had many, many chances. And I mean, their one chance was a banger. Like I kind of wish JT better on it, but like he was also really blinded by like his, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good hit. It was a good hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I don't really blame him. I thought JT had a good night, too. Yeah, I mean, I thought overall it was okay. I mean, I don't know. I thought he took care of the reasonable chances pretty fairly. I don't know. I mean, there was a couple chances that Dynamo had on us that were scary for a minute. But overall, I thought our defense was actually all right. I thought, I mean, overall, I thought we were, it was a fun game. Like, I left saying, like, Man, I wish I was at this because I almost went to the game, but I didn't. I'm like, oh, I wish I was there. That would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know. Just especially considering like how many people were missing out of our starting lineup, and like it, it, it was like it was again. It's one of those things where it's like it's promising, but it's like we need to have our stuff together by now. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just it just feels like we aren't threatening enough going forward like i feel like we look solid right but it just it it's not really gonna produce too much when we can't score so that's my problem with the three four three is like it leaves those two center mids isolated and those extra like wingbacks like are nice for our like needs but then the other two up top like espinoza and um it was trophies this game like they almost become useless for most of the game where it's just like, we're not utilizing it. And that's why I kind of prefer the three, five, two. But then like, when you look at our personnel, like someone gets 
kind of thrown away there. Yeah. By the way, I'm just going to say this again from last week too. Like, Wando, nobody wants to pass to him, dude. I thought the I thought the first half he actually played well. Yeah. Yeah. But after the first like 15 minutes, absolutely nothing. It was. I thought the first half he was making good runs and he was because he wasn't like checking the midfield and he was like receiving the ball. And then, like, yeah, like you said, after about 15 minutes and the, almost the entire second half just disappeared. He didn't do anything. It was, yeah. And that's the that's a problem when you're a striker and we need a goal in those games, you know. It, it's yeah, he, he, had, he had one or two good chances early on. Sort of. I couldn't tell from that header that kind of went off of him in the box. It, was it, it should have been a corner. It should have been a corner, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it went off the guy's hand, but it, like, wasn't a handball. Yeah. And then how was how was the stadium when Fierro scored before it was ruled offside? Dude, I started going crazy. <laughs> it was what the 90th minute or so. Yeah, yeah, 90th. Uh, dude, we were all going crazy and then um and then for some reason I see the ref put his arm up and I was like, "Oh my god." And uh it was, it, everybody it was, was, but it was like a very harsh. I don't want to say very harsh, but it was Everybody like, went dead silent. They didn't even show a replay on the screen. So that make, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I don't know how close it was, but Rios was definitely offside and like he didn't touch the ball, but like he ran towards it and like this was the ball like as it was about to like touch him, he just like runs backwards. So like he kind of impeded it, but like it, it was a That's it was soft. A... Yeah, yeah. Damn. But yeah, that was that was crazy. I thought I thought it was gonna be ridiculous. And then of course he gets sent off right after. <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny. The other I guy mean, what happened. I, I saw the guy had a tactical foul on him, whatever, on the break. Yeah, and that should have been an initial yellow, which he ended up getting. And then I think the announcer said he grabbed his neck, but on the replay, like you didn't really see it. It was oh. kind of like a tug. So I think he like he stepped on him afterwards and like he kind of pushed him. Which I understand the red, but I'm pretty sure the other guy retaliated too. So I would have been fine with a double red, but and then what about the referee just like getting absolutely clattered at the beginning? Like I'm surprised there wasn't 55 minutes added time both halves. Oh my Dude, god! I thought in the first half we were gonna have like 10 minutes of added time. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised it was only six. That was ridiculous. And then the guy, uh, their center back, he kept going down towards the end of the game because of his shoulder. And I can't believe they didn't sub him out. I couldn't believe it. It was crazy. <laughs> he was clearly grimacing the whole time. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. And that was the only thing that was like frustrating in the game for me. It was like, yeah, so oh much stoppage. God. It was crazy. That was a fun game though. Like I, I, I thoroughly. Yeah, enjoyed it was it. enjoyable. It was enjoyable. I just wish we could, you know, score. It's the only thing. Yeah. All right. You want to go to player reviews? Yeah, I pulled it up. All yeah. right. So we can just start off with JT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are, for anyone who's new, these are my little quick reviews on the game that Jacob always disagrees with. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you've gotten better, though, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I'll admit that first week was a little wild. Yeah, I, can't, I mean, you were so set on your ratings, and I was just telling you, man, what are you doing? <laughs> And then you finally came around in a couple weeks because you're like, maybe that was... I'm not going to lie, you might not like this weeks, but... Yeah, it sounds like you were a little more optimistic about about the game than I was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, watching it live and watching it on TV are two, like, completely different, like, experiences. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we looked all right, but I don't think as good as you're saying. I think I think my I think I've just been given such a low standard, and I was expecting butt whooping that I was okay with. No, I know, dude. 
Fucking, All right, go ahead, JT. Fucking three ties in a row, dude. Yeah. All right. Um, 6.7 out of 10 for him. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to say other than what you wrote. It was unlucky on the goal as he saw it late, and it was hit with power and precision, and he made a couple of routine saves otherwise, right? So fully agree with that. I mean, it was a good it was a good goal from that guy. Just yeah, he didn't of, turn over the ball a ton too. So yeah, it was he kind of hit it and it swerved away from it. It was always bending outwards towards the corner. And it was I just, mean, low and hard, worst nightmare. Like yeah, I can't believe none of our defenders in the box were able to like get a touch on it. It was crazy. I'm surprised we didn't have anyone on top of the box. Like I mean, that's tricky, but you would think that if we're all compressed in the box, somebody would be in the middle able to get a touch on, but nobody I mean, that's two weeks in a row we've conceded a goal off not running after the set piece yeah so i don't know i mean it's tough to blame jt for that one yeah, so yeah, yeah so that's a fair yeah. rating and then alani 6.8 out of 10 good positioning it was always protecting for both his center backs yeah i mean yeah you pretty much put the same rating for the other three center backs and we'll continue but i thought our three center backs looked good actually they didn't really allow too much and other than a couple of random fouls, and I'm like, what the heck was that for? He didn't need to do that. Yeah, Alanis was really well positioned. I think he realized he doesn't have as much pace as the other two. Yeah. To whether he can always be the second defender. So he kind of is forcing the offensive's hand to like go one direction so the main defender can deal with it. And yeah. then distribution, good per usual. Like, yeah, Alanis is solid. I like Alanis. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Beeson. 6.8 out of 10. Good, great positioning and cover on the left side, which allows Salinas more freedom to attack the left wing. Yeah, Beeson's been pretty solid, I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. The last few weeks, he's been pretty good. And I Yeah, like and I, I feel like he had to cover a little extra space because he would have to push up a little more so Salinas wouldn't have to come all the way back, which is what I think really helped us like push our offense up a lot yeah. of the times on that left side because we weren't really getting much from Abikasas. Yeah, it's just tricky because when he gets the ball – um. You know, Almeida's probably telling him to look look up to Wando or something, but it's just so frustrating watching him get the ball and he can't find it because Wando is just never open. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's it's just tricky. Um, okay, Nathan, 7.1 out of 10. Great reading of the game to prevent a false nine attack from Houston. Adds a great level of enthusiasm and energy for the squad. Big second half when it came to clutch tackles and recovery runs. Yeah, he played pretty well, especially in the first half. I thought his first half was probably better. Agreed. But, Agreed. Yeah. But yeah, he um he had a couple good moments. And towards the end, I think he got a little frustrated. But I mean, overall, it was a good performance from him. Yeah, he makes runs into the midfield every once in a while, too. But like, I know. Yeah. Well, like, makes it back. Yeah. But it's all right. He played well. Mm -hmm. And then. Abacasa, 6.3 out of 10, given a difficult job to guard a pacey player tonight. And while that side was relatively quiet compared to the last time these two met, he needs to get much more involved and was in no man's land on both offense and defense tonight. Yeah, it, it's so crazy because I just don't know why he's not getting involved more on that right-hand side because Salinas, I think Salinas wants the ball more probably. And on when he plays on that left, he gets it more. But Albacost yeah. is it just feels like I don't know, it just doesn't do as much with the ball as Salinas. Maybe that's I mean, why it's not even like you have to have the ball. Like his positioning was poor, which I feel like then limits Espinoza from getting the ball as well, which is like which is extra frustrating about it. Yeah, because I think Espinoza is best where he's out wide 
hugging the touchline and attacking one-on-one yeah yeah and because they're playing this three at the back or five at the back whatever you want to call it Abacasas or whoever's playing that right wing back position is taking that space that Espinosa would usually pick the ball up in and so then Espinosa kind of has to press inside a little bit more and check that's why I'm excited for uh Tommy to come back I want to see how he's going to do in this system yeah so I don't know I mean it just it's hard because that kind of takes away from Espinosa's position that he usually plays I don't know yeah, also, anyone who wants to read this as well as a quick game analysis can go to aftershock.club where you can see all our content. Woo. Okay. Skahan, that's generous. Okay. Good <laughs> ideas and movement on the night. Yeah, he seems to be behind the pace needed at this level. I mean, I don't want to be too harsh, but. Uh, what was the rating? You said 6.3. Yeah. I mean, it just felt like. Maybe maybe that's appropriate, but it just felt like he didn't really do too much and so nervous on the ball. A lot of times he wasn't ready for it, and it, it seemed like a like a like a young JV player who's like a freshman or something like is like called up to his first varsity game and then he's like really trying to impress, but he's like still off the pace a bit. But you can tell he's quality. Yeah, I mean he's working hard and he's. He's in the right spaces, but it just seems like sometimes when he gets the ball, he's not ready for it. And then also he, I think he's a little bit wary and nervous to make bad passes and give away the ball easily. Mm -hmm. So then he takes a second too long to release. Exactly. Yeah. He needs to think uh, before he gets it. Like, I think he's, like you said, he's really trying to make the perfect pass because when you have Yule in front of you and then that's really the guy you're competing with because Chofis is a different type of player. And then he's definitely yeah. like a Ramady or Judson. Like you're really trying to compete for that one spot and he's an international player. So it's, it's difficult. So I think he's just nervous because he's, it's hard for him to break into the squad and he's only really got two opportunities. Yeah. So it's, it's tricky and it's tough, but hopefully he can grow into it a little bit more and relax, you know? Um, okay. I'll move on to Ramady. Once again, the unsung hero putting in an absolute shift, covering many teammates and doing a lot of the work. Fully agree with that. I thought he played well, actually. I'm he's such a fan. <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely been good for us. That's that's obvious. It's so obvious. Oh, my God. The other teams have got to hate him. Like, <laughs> he flops quite a bit. Yeah, he or, like, does put his body fouls. in front right before and get a foul. He uh, leads the MLS in fouls. It's like He's like at 152 now or something. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. But, I mean, he does well to receive, and he tries to slow things down for us, and that's good and bad. I think, especially with Yule out, it's a little tricky because then we couldn't find a way to break the lines as much. But just as far as being that, you know, that holding number six, he plays it pretty well. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see when everyone's back because i actually kind of like the idea of him judson and yule playing together yeah i'm not sure how it works with trophies but yeah maybe trophies gets dropped to the bench because i feel like he's been a little slower in pace yeah last game. yeah i'm not sure it's always good it's a, it's a good problem to have right yeah i mean it is I, I just i'm not sure if the formation needs to change or what because Although the three at the back does provide cover, and I think our three center backs are great that we're that we're playing right now, it just feels like it kind of limits us going forward. So I'm not sure. I, I like the three. It's the I think it's having two in the midfield is the problem. Like, mm. but we don't really use the midfield. I like having the 
the wingers because we use that in a four back anyways. So it's now we just have that extra defender. So it's like it's just figuring out exactly how it works. Yeah, I honestly, and this is gonna sound crazy. I wish Rios would drop into the number ten position at times, like later in the game, instead no, of. Something- I, I- I completely agree. I think he's a better attacking mid than he is a striker. Yeah, instead of subbing him on at the end up top, I think he'd probably play better in that hold-up play, just kind mm-hmm. of dictating the play. I don't know. I agree. No, awesome. I agree with that. Uh, yeah. All right, I'll move on to Selena. 7.3 out of 10. Was very active early on and looked to be lighting up the left side. Electric attacking tonight. Yeah, another good performance. I mean, he played really well, especially. In looking the- like a 20-year-old again. <laughs> Yeah, especially in the first half. Dude, he had that guy's number. He had a couple of dribbles right off, like, the first three minutes or so. I will I will say, though, it's like, if you're a defender, like, defending him, like, I get it's so much easier said than done, but, like, just do your homework. His only move is, like, kind of do, like, one to two fakes and then take a big touch down the line. Like, every – never- A couple of times he cut inside on that guy, too. He got yeah, him but, like, yeah. It's very rare, like nine out of ten times he's going to line. I get you rather give the line than the inside, but just like yeah. use some help deep. I don't know. Yeah, but he's so shifty, dude. I mean, he is shifty. He does a lot of body movements. And I think he's just really athletic. He decelerates so quick. Yeah. He, he he stops really quickly. Yeah. But yeah, they he had a couple good runs down the line, especially beating that one guy. He had his he had his number. Yeah, yeah. No, he was light enough that center back. All right, and I'll move on to Chofi. Six point four out of ten. Okay, after the opening opening minute, after the opening minute, he was quiet. <laughs> yeah. And this was a game that needed some quick passes and seemed to slow down the play in the first half. The second half saw him looking to get involved more. And while he seemed to be a step slow, it did help the offense. I mean, I just don't even know what he really did besides missing that one chance where it went wide. He also had that little skill run in the second half where he sauced a couple guys in the box and then he yeah. smacked it into a defender. But other yeah, than that, the pace. other than that, I it just felt like he didn't do too much. This reminds me of a point. We need to learn how to deal with teams that are sitting back. Like it looks like we're kind of learning how to deal with the high press, but now we need to learn when they're like just compacting in the box how to kind of actually use possession properly instead of just pass for a bit and say fine now we'll cross it after like three attempts well i think it's probably because we're not used to playing against the team that would you know go into the game thinking let's sit back against the quakes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean i wish he could get more involved i mean we keep saying this every week we see glimpses of it but it just feels like he needs that little bit extra exactly that's why i don't have a problem moving him to the bench <laughs> yeah yeah i agree but it I don't even know who he'd play in that 10 position. I mean, well, I like I like the idea of putting Yule there. Yeah, but that's not really like how I, mean, I like Tommy. I wouldn't mind Tommy there either. He's like crappy. That's a long shot at this point. Yeah, it's not going to happen, but you know. But I mean, since Yenworth went into the midfield, who. Well, no, he used to play defensive mid for us for a bit. So I think that's why that happened. But. Yeah, but it was just, oh my God. I was, I was dumbfounded, dude. You should have seen my <laughs> face. I was. Because Ernie stopped responding to all my texts, I assumed. Dude, I I saw you text me, and I was I I think I responded. I'm done, and that's all I said. I'm done. <laughs> I, I I just know Jacob hates him, so every time he touched the ball, I just like in all caps would be like, "What a touch! What a pass! Oh, the pace!" 
like just tactical genius. Oh, yeah, so dude, that one run he had down the left flank. That he, was hilarious. He somehow kept the ball after like three random bounces, and it was crazy. I think he got fouled. Well, no, it's funny. After that, I'm like, you know, he's actually playing quite well. And then like a play later, like Salinas was like pressing someone towards him, and like all he had to do was step into the challenge. But then he did some really weird step, got beat, and then fouled the guy. And I'm like, that's why he's not playing. He anymore. also did. There was this one play. Where I I know this is so nitpicky, but he just made one of the stupidest passes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, no, you're talking. It was on the right side, right? One of them did. It was just like, what are you doing, bro? I I know everybody does that, but from Youngworth in the middle, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> All right, and then uh, we move on to um, Espinosa, 6.4 out of 10. Great delivery on a set piece that led to an own goal. However, need, he needs to be much more involved in the attack because the few opportunities he took going forward led to goal-scoring opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's the same thing that we keep saying. At least he had a couple good deliveries, but it, I think it just needs to be mentioned again with the formation and – how that space is being occupied by a right wing back and it doesn't really suit Espinoza as well. I'm not really sure. I mean, I don't know if it's the the fact that we're missing Erickson still, or it's maybe a mixture of vodka or just the formation changes, but we need to look back at maybe some of the old tape and see how he was getting involved more. Cause it's just, we're really not getting the same. Like I get, you can't be on a hot streak forever, but we're just, he's not even touching the ball as much. So it's, yeah, you know. it just feels like we have no ability of going through the middle. And so mm -hmm. anytime he does get the ball, it's it's expected to be out wide and he, it's going to be so clogged and so congested and just feels like he doesn't have much space to work with. And it's tough to find space, but it just feels like he's been unable to get any space. You know, you look, you think back to like the bubble, and I know it's so long ago, but think about that MLS's back term. And I remember when he lit it up, it was crazy. And he had that one or two goals from the top of the box where he dribbled past somebody, and it was a one-on-one -on -one situation. And I'm trying to think, like, he doesn't really get in those opportunities too many times anymore. And it's, yeah. like, what's 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 changed? You're completely right about that. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, and then Wando, 6.6 out of 10. Are you serious, dude? Stayed in the number nine role tonight, which helped San Jose have an outlet and it was making the correct runs tonight. Disappeared a bit in the second half. Yeah, maybe I'm a little harsh, but I mean, as we've mentioned, the first like 10 minutes, he looked okay. And then it just felt like he was in space and he was kind of open, but nobody was looking for him. Like and nobody gave him the ball. <laughs> I will say the, uh, the LA Galaxy game uh, that we lost like 3-1, there were times where he was like up top and he was open and like, because I... I sit uh behind the goal or i stand behind the goal so like i had the like direct line view like the passing lane was open we just aren't willing to like take that yeah. pass yeah and i don't know what it is we just don't want to pass there I, i'm not really sure um but yeah, if we had I, I was just thinking to myself if we had that wando or just like anyone for like that played like he did in that opening 15 minutes for the entire game i could really see us like yeah i mean it's it's crucial having a, a number number nine up top that can, you know. Receive the ball. That can receive the ball and dictate play and attract defenders. Because, dude, I would never double-team Wando, dude. Never. It was really funny. The commentator roasted Wando. Like, 
uh, it might have been off the Espinosa goal, but like Wando made a run down the line, received the ball like the left wing position, and like it was the 19 year old defender or whatever, and like he fouled him. He's like, I don't know why he would have fouled Wando there. He wouldn't have done anything with the ball. He's trapped in a corner. Like, just... yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, Wando in a one on situation, one on one situation isn't doing anything, dude. I can't think of the last time Wando's <laughs> dribbled at someone. I just, I just think of the Austin FC game when Nick Lima was guarding him. He tried doing like the scoop turn Meg on him. Oh and yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nick Lima doesn't even move, and Wando just like dribbles it out of bounds. Body, yeah, it was so bad. All right, and we move on to the subs. We can talk about these quickly. Cowell, six point three out of ten, had a great three to four plays. The problem was that the only thing done in the substitution. Oh, that was the only thing that was done in the substitution appearance. He needs to get more involved early on. And you're right about that. He did have a few moments, but you would like to see him do more, especially when you come on to try and get a goal. But I thought he did look a lot better because a lot better than what we had in the starting 11, because he brings that pace and he brings that desire to go at the, at the defense. He needs to start versus Seattle. Yeah. My, My concern is I think he needs to switch sides with Espinosa for that game. Um, Oh, I forget his name for Seattle. He's like he's like the big guy. He's a uh, I don't remember his name, but he is like a veteran, fast and strong. I think Espinosa might be better suited to deal with him. But yeah. uh yeah, we'll get uh, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it too much. Yeah, we got to figure out how to do something with this with this uh string of losses and ties, dude. Yeah. All right, and then Fierro, 6.2 out of 10. Unlucky to have his goal called offside. However, as a sub, there needs to be more energy and urgency. Yeah, I mean, I'm, when he, he came like on, I can't really think of too much that he did. No, uh, he got subbed on. He When him and Cal got subbed on, Cal was, like, really looking for the ball. He gets the ball, passes it to Fierro. Fierro switches the ball, didn't touch the ball for another 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, other than the red card, that was hilarious. I was trying to play the match. Now he doesn't play next week, which is, I yeah. think, great. Wait, was it a straight red? Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be a couple of games, at least, then, yeah. That's bad. Jeez. Oh, that's that's All right, and then uh, Youngworth and Marie didn't really have too much to do, but they both looked okay when they came on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating. And moving on to next week, we've faced Seattle Sounders, who are – who were on a 13-game win streak, uh, and then they have some Gold Cup call-ups, and they've had quite a bit of injuries, so they lost their – or they, like, barely won their last game, and uh, I'm currently watching it right now. It's halftime, but they're losing 2-0 to uh, Sporting Kansas, who we somehow tied. And <laughs> That was ridiculous. Um, yeah, Johnny Russell had an insane free kick for their first goal, and then uh, they just had – a break in the play for the next one. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, midfielder. He got moved to center back now for Seattle Sounders. Uh, Josh Atencio. We're uh, friends with his uncle, Matt. <laughs> so a uh, shout out to Josh Atencio, but we can move on to fan questions unless you have anything you want to say about the Seattle game. Yeah, I was just about to bring that up. I, I don't know if you saw a couple of them there. Yeah, no, I, I'm, we're not including two of them, but yeah, I saw them. What? <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, the Seattle game, I, I kind of want to go for a tie. I was going to say, originally I was going to say, just don't concede f- three to five. But they're they're a depleted squad right now. 
I think we I think we go for the tie. I know it's at Seattle too. I think a tie would be huge. It would be good, but I want to win. Yeah, a win. Oh my god, a win would be a. I mean, it would. I think a tie would still be a miracle, but like it would completely jumpstart the confidence. However, I mean, it's probably unrealistic. Yeah. Is it is it on Saturday next week or is yep, it Saturday at Seattle? Yeah. So here's our first question from Instagram jhsi10. Hey guys, love the podcast. Keep it up. Here are a few to choose from. Uh, we decided to choose them all. <laughs> uh, so the first one, what is one thing the Quakes should be doing differently that they haven't tried yet? Uh, I'll start. I think this is a difficult question to answer because I think they're now starting to try the things that they weren't trying, like the three in the back formation, trying some new players. Um, I would say getting just like benching some players and not playing them, but due to our numbers right now, I don't think there's much we can do. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the, I think the suggestions I would make is just when they're healthy and back in the squad, I would definitely start Kikanovich back. Yep. Start Powell, Espinoza, and um, more hot. Maybe you see a switch in formation, but I think if we can get Benji back up top and Cowell, I think then we can maybe see a little bit of a younger attack going forward. And I think that would just be a little more explosive and threatening because at the end of the day, Wando isn't threatening. And uh, I think it would be good to have players up top that offer something that he can't given how old he is, you know? Yeah. I mean, even in the last game when like Cal wasn't doing much, we at least have the outlet of like attempting the long ball to him, which then pushes them back 10 or 15. Exactly. Just the threat of it, you know? Yeah. You don't even get that with Wando. So no, I mean, you don't have to worry about it. The next question, uh, which player has been playing, but should be on the bench? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I can start. I don't know if I can say it because like, okay, well, obviously I'm going to say Wando, but the one I want to say is Fiero, but he hasn't even been starting the last couple uh, Okay, games. well, yeah, Wando, uh, Rios, uh, Fiero. They haven't uh, been starting, though, so it's like... I, that's fine. Anytime when, uh, He said be playing, that should be on the bench. So, like, no, just they should still be on the bench, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Vega, I know this isn't the question, but I'm going to say anyways, shouldn't even be on the bench. Like, <laughs> I think he should be, like, handing out tickets to the front entrance to players and like signing autographs if anyone would want it. Uh, Youngworth, I, I was fine with him last game, but yeah, I think it's time to go. Um, there's probably a couple others. Um, Abby Casas has been poor in the last two or three, but I've, I'm fine with him coming on every once in a while. But yeah, Fiero, I'm actually, all jokes aside, uh, Fiero, I'm just not seeing anything from him. Rios has moments, so he can stay. But yeah, Fiero is the one for me. Fiero and Wanda. That's what I would say. Yeah, one. I I'm still fine with bringing one on if there's like five or ten minutes left. <laughs> yeah, but definitely not starting for me. Yeah, no yeah. way. No way. Which okay. players in the bench should be starting and playing? Uh, I think we're both gonna agree. Uh, Kikanovich. Um, yeah. Starting, and then I think we're also gonna agree that Haji maybe should. Yeah, be I was gonna s- playing yeah. as at least as a consistent sub. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say he should be coming on as a sub instead of Fiero. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's the bottom line for me. Um, and then that brings us to his fourth question. Why isn't Haji seeing more time? I mean, I don't, no, I don't one know knows, no one knows but Almeida, right? That If I had to take a guess, it's because he's young and maybe you just don't see things in training. And, like, the reason we like him is because he gets the ball and he attacks directly, which we don't really see from the other players. 
and maybe it doesn't translate as well in training, and maybe Almeida is looking for more of a system, and maybe in this three four three he doesn't run back as much. But that would be my guesses. But really, only Almeida knows. I still think he should be playing and seeing. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. I don't have much to add. I was gonna make a joke like he's got something to do with Almeida's personal life, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, five. How likely are the Quakes to make the playoffs this season? Well, earlier in the season, I said that there's a chance that we get we have the potential for a second place finish, but I think we finish in sixth. I'm watching the first and second place team right now, and the first place team is depleted, and I'm seeing a completely different quality of standard. But uh, if we pull this up right here, like we said, we're about two thirds to almost halfway done with the season. <laughs> it's top eight, right? Yeah, it's seven. I oh, thought it was eight, but apparently it's seven. At least according to this, I, it might be eight, but let's just pretend it's seven. Um, we are eleventh right now, and we are a game ahead of multiple teams. Um, I mean, if you look at the big difference right now, nine nine down are all at three wins, and eight and above are all at six plus wins. Yeah, right. But then our, what's our Achilles heel is, is we have a ton of losses and we've just racked up some ties. Now, somehow, oh, we are tied now. Oh, no, we do not have the worst, uh, most goals conceded. But we are conceding a lot of goals and not scoring a ton. And I realize I just said the most simple thing ever. Like, we're not good in wins and we're not scoring a ton. But, like, we need to start picking up wins. But it... From what I'm seeing right now, if we can get our players back within the next two to three games, it's I could see it being likely that we pick up a like seventh or sixth place spot. The only reason I just don't see it happening is because we dropped so many games. And if you look at if you're looking at these squads, FC Dallas is having a poor year. Houston is in a bad spell right now, but doesn't have a terrible squad. Portland are just getting back uh, some of their injured players. So they're starting to go on a run again, but they're struggling. But they're a good squad. Uh, Bobby Wood just scored for Real Salt Lake, who I'm a, I'm a big fan of Bobby Wood. But they're okay, right? But Minnesota, iffy, and then LA is having a poor year. But if LA is your, like, maybe we can get past them squad, that's why we're struggling. So it's a strong West team. I. It's difficult because we see it every year where we just go on a crazy streak of losses and then a crazy streak of wins. But it's so much easier to get the crazy streak of losses than to be like, oh, now we're just going to go on a seven-game win streak, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the main theme is, look, we haven't won a game since May 7th. <laughs> it's been two and a half. It's about to be August. <laughs> yeah, it's been two and a half months. And ties are okay, but three points is so important, especially when you're trying to qualify for certain positions and just going on, how many games is it? It's probably been like 10 ish or so you can't not win a single game and expect to qualify for something. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just the math. It doesn't add up, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's. So here's here. I, that, that brings two points for me. You said ties are fine which I agree with at the beginning of the season, but when we've lost games that we should be tying or winning, now we have to be winning games. Yeah. Um, and there's games where you look away and like a tie would be fine. Like Seattle, I'd be fine with a tie, but with this squad, we can get a win. But uh, and then here comes my second point. Let's just pretend all these teams are on 15 games. 
and the we are at 15 and 14 points. If we were to go on a three-game win streak, we would be at 23 points, which, if these other teams didn't play, would put us into fifth place. Now, obviously, these teams are going to win some more games and get some more points, but there is the chance, especially because we're playing some of them, that they drop some points and that it goes from a seven- to eight-point deficit to now we're in, like, eighth or ninth, still not in playoffs, but we're only two to three points behind other teams, or maybe we're only five points behind, which now, at the halfway point of the season, only puts us two, maybe three games back versus being, like, six games back. Yeah, so I it, mean, it, it's a gr- it's going to be a grind, and we got to start now. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point. There are a lot of games left in the season, a lot of points up for grabs. It's it's tricky to listen to what you're saying and talk about. Oh, let's if we go on a three game winning streak. I mean, and then about two minutes ago, I just said we haven't won a game in two and a half months. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the well, I, mean, just, I just want to real quick. I just want to say this as well. You mentioned last week. Oh, we have a really tough next few games as well. You know, we're playing okay. Seattle. <laughs> So. I did men- I did mention after like uh, our first loss that there was a chance we go on a 17 game losing streak, <laughs> and we're uh, it looks like we're close to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, why'd you jinx it, dude? All right, and then the fifth question, uh, or sorry, the sixth question is final question. Uh, what is your ideal starting lineup? Uh, so I made two lineups for this question. Uh, let me just pull them up real quick. Um, okay, so the first one I have uh, is a 3-4-3. Three, three. I built this first one because this is just real. I was trying to be, like, a little realistic with, like, what's going to happen. Um, and I th- think Jacob will agree with seven of the choices, at least. So, in goal, I got JT. I think that's the shoe in. And then the back three is going to stay the same with Beeson, Alanis, and then Nathan on the right. Um... And then up top for my three, I have Kikanovic at striker, Cal on the left wing, Espinosa on the right wing. And then for me personally, the four in the midfield are interchangeable. Um, I put the names on the left first of who I think should be starting and then on the right of like, I wouldn't be mad if they were in. So I think Salinas should be starting on the left, like wing back. But if you throw Lopez in there, I don't think you're really, like at least you'll get a little more defensive minded versus Salinas is a little more offensive minded. And then at the first holding mid, I have Ramady. Um, But I wouldn't mind having Jutsen in there. I just think with Ramady, you get a little more offense. But with Jutsen, you'd get a little more like defensive cover. Um, and then Yule, I think just it's nice to have him in the lineup. But I also have Trophies in there. I don't like him being in the two, to be honest with you. I think he's better in a three midfield. And then on the right wing, I have Marie. But I also put Thompson there. Um, I probably would start Thompson, but he's been injured. So I kind of want to slowly bring him back in. Yeah, um, I actually agree with that lineup. I think that's what I probably would put myself. So, good job, good job. <laughs> yeah. Now, now here's the. I want to make another lineup that I would like us to experiment with, um, but obviously, will probably never happen. Um, I, and I only have one concern with it, but there is a cover to it. So. For my lineup, that's kind of like what I would do is I would. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, I should have put Young worth in. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a 3-5-2. So JT's still in goal. Beeson, Allen, Eason, and Nathan all in the back line. And then I'd have the two holding midfielders be Ramady and Jutson. And the important part to this lineup is that Jutson is the right holding mid, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, and then at an attacking mid, you have Yule. And then left wing back, you have Salinas. Right wing back, you have Espinoza. And then up top, you have Cal and Kikanovic. So my concern with this lineup is having Espinoza in that right wing position is going to probably force him to play a little more defense. And his best attribute is when he's exploding up the line. Um, but that's why I have Jutes in there because he kind of slots in that. He can slot into a right back position, so that's that cover position. And then I also like having Romady and Jutes in there because then it frees up Yule to have more offensive ability. And I think Salinas is fine. The left side, him and Beeson, I think have been doing well. And then... Cal, I have at the left striker because he kind of likes to come in from that left side. And then I think Kikanovic has been great up top. And then I also like this formation because it really works for our subs. Like you could put, I mean, God forbid we put Fierro in, but you could at least put him up top. And then you have Rios who you can put in the midfield or up top. You have Tommy Thompson, Paul Marie, and Espino, or uh, Lopez who can all slot into that left or right wing side. And then you have Chofi, who I think should be subbed in uh and then you can put him into the midfield. So I, I just think this formation would really work for our subs and stuff. It, it's Espinosa is the big concern for me here. And then maybe the Cal Kikanovic formation. But, I mean, that could even turn into a three if Espinosa gets a little high and then Jutson just does a little extra covering. Yeah. Um, I'll just probably affirm what I've been mentioning the last couple episodes is I think once we do have a couple more players back, like Kikanovic and and Cowell in the full swing of things, I think it'll be interesting to see what flexibility and options we have going forward. I think both of these lineups you've created are appealing because of the players that you have up top. I think that's I think that's kind of the X factor we're missing right now. Yeah, and it's just I hope Almeida's willing to like reward these players or like experiment with new things versus staying like and i have no problem with loyalty but like sometimes it's to a fault with him and i i just i, I don't want to be seeing some of these other players playing <laughs> yeah and I, I it's one thing if if they're all doing well but i mean the results speaks for themselves at this point and i think that we need to try something different yep